gone <laughs> all right folks welcome back to the be the bright podcast presented by ridge supply my name is matt hawkins this is arsenal's jordan spoon and our special guest back for episode four here with ian boswell uh, ian boswell's a uh american cycling legend as i've de- i've described earlier and uh he's up in peach and vermont uh, at his home um ian thanks for joining us buddy thanks for having me yet again it's uh it's fun to yeah, bring back memories all the time. Just little things pop up. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. It's cool to connect with old friends. Well, not yeah. to say old friends, but it's cool to connect. It's been a, a strange year with, you know, not seeing people at events. Yeah, it, it, um, it has. And, and, um, and two, time flies, you know? Uh, it seems like, it seems like it, uh, we, were just, we were just up there. And, but maybe that's the whole point is like, you want to go back and, um, and have those experiences I know we uh, we missed out on the what was going to be, and I, I I'm just going to claim it right now. I thought that you were going to come out this year and just destroy the gravel scene. I was convinced, oh. and here's why: <laughs> when we talked last year, um, and you're you're a pretty humble guy from what I can tell. The way you described it, you seemed really confident that you could do well, and um. Not that that's a surprise, but you were just like, I think I, I think I can do something, you know? And so I thought it was interesting leading up to in the January, February time, nobody was really talking about it, um, that you were, that you were going to maybe do a campaign, you know? Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to next year. Hopefully we can, we can see what it is that, that, uh, gravel boss can, <laughs> can unleash yeah I'm, I'm hoping for for one more crack and you know like you said we spoke last year probably was october time and i you know told you that i was gonna you know kind of draw a curtain on my road career but pursue pursue gravel and yeah i mean i guess i did a couple rides last year with with ted king and who had, you know he'd won sbt and been competitive at, at dk so i was like oh you know i can i can do this gravel thing i mean it turns out that riding unpaved roads is a lot different than paved roads um and you know 10 hours is a lot different than a grand tour, even though it might seem like a grand tour is harder. There's just so much, you know, yeah. such a difference in there. Um, but I, yeah, never really got a chance to race gravel this year. You know, I was out in uh, Boulder for old man winter in February and spent some time with some other Wahoo athletes, uh, Colin Strickland, Amity Rockwell was out there, Heather Jackson and Pete Stetna. And, you know, in since January, I've taken a full-time position with, with Wahoo. So I was training, but like, you know, definitely not the same level of training I'd done in years past racing on the road. Yeah. And I got out there and I, you know, just speaking with Colin and Pete in particular, I'm like, Oh wow. These guys are like serious. Like they're <laughs> like, they're training for gravel. I thought, like, I thought gravel was kind of like this. And maybe it was, you know, four, four or five years ago. It was like, you ride, but you have fun. And like, you race hard. Yeah. It's like, these, they're like, they're doing like training plans and training camp. And I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, it's world tour gravel now. It is. It's, it's, it's stepped up and it's, um, which is great. You know, I think in many ways gravel isn't really defined yet what it is and kind of where it's places and what's, I don't say what's proper etiquette, but you know, people know road racing at the world tour level is like very serious and you're dedicated and that's your life. Yeah. Gravel's different. You have people who such a wide range of people doing their first event, people who are full-time, you know, training for specific events all on the start line together, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know where I fit 
in that somewhere between first and last, I would hope. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's something I, you know, this year, you know, races didn't happen. And I'm really hoping to, you know, I guess this year really made me realize like I would love to have like one one season was like a real full crack at, at gravel yeah. racing and just see what I'm capable of. And um, not as kind of like a, you know, I'm sure that I just can't wait till I turn 35 years old and can do master's <laughs> racing. But until then, um, I'd like to give gravel, you know, one really good go and just see what these events are all about and, you know, kind of see where I see where I stack up compared to these other athletes. Cause it yeah. is, you know, you know, I have years of racing under my belt, but I just don't know. I said, I don't, I've, you know, I've done one 10 hour. I did a 200 mile ride in late May, um, yeah. 10 hours. And I was like, okay, that's a lot. Like, but then, yeah. you know, if you're in a race and you're distracted with other people and you're, you know, worried about, you know, getting bottles and the heat and everything, yeah. it's like, okay, I can see myself doing, doing a 10 hour event, but um, yeah, it, it just, it's something that's kind of still it's, unknown to it's, me. Gravel's much more individual um, yeah. for sure. And, and um, team tactics and, and group dynamics don't necessarily mean anything a lot of times you know it is just as hard to to uh, suck wheel in a group of four on a gra and gr on gravel than it is to pull or to you know whatever yeah. because yeah. The line relax. choice and and just attentiveness and all that stuff and so it, it is different um but that's also what's kind of exciting about it too and i think that's the thing that people are waking up to is just how engaging the experience of actually racing on gravel is vice yeah. you know if you do a, if you do a crit or you do a road race most of the time you finish and you just have a laundry list of excuses why things didn't go the way you wanted them to, you yep. know, <laughs> I mean, and they're all real yeah. or maybe yeah. you just didn't have it or you got beat, but on gravel, it's normally like the best person won, you know, like, unless there's some yeah. mechanical, it is normally like a race of attrition and um, whoever's the strongest and, you know, and, and put together the right race. And that's, what's kind of neat about it. You know um, it isn't just power to weight. It's uh well, and, I mean, no. and even, you know, kind of even talking about mechanicals, like that's your equipment choice. You know, if you decide yeah. to run a, and this is something that's like completely new to me is like, you know, tubeless wheel setups. And <laughs> right, right, right. Do you put in? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, up until, you know, this spring, I was still running tubes in my tires at, you know, 70 PSI because that's what the tires said was the max <laughs> yeah, pressure. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. it says I can hold 70. I'm going to put 70 in there. Um, so, you Where's know, that's the team a car? Where's the team car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's like, you're really, like I said, you're, it's very independent type of racing and, you know, equipment choice is huge, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, your clothing, are you going to wear, you know, some type of hydration, hydration pack, or you yeah. try to get feeds. And, aero bars, um, you name no, it. No aero bars. No aero. <laughs> if you want to use aero I, bars, I know, go race. I know, but I'm bikes. just, I know, but you know, I'm just saying there's choices. There's choices. There, there. are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, that's kind of the thing that's so fascinating about it is everyone has, you know, their own little, you know, everyone has a trick up their sleeve, especially at the top end. You know, I know that Pete was saying that last year, so 2019 at, at um, that 200 race in Kansas, a 200 mile race in Kansas, he had a disc wheel set up with gravel <laughs> tire. I'm like, really? Like, that's like, like, that's like, I mean, that's like, I mean, Pete, you know, credit to Pete, he owns, you know, kind of how he's approached it, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of like exploiting, you know, the event it's like just because there's not a rule doesn't mean you have to you know make them put in a rule because you decide to ride a disc wheel well and one of the yeah. cool things i think about gravel too is that it's not anti-road uh road rules but you know there's so many unwritten road rules and what's yeah. cool yeah. and what's not cool or what um and then 
the thing about gravel is I, I feel like people are looking for advantages, but not like not cheating advantages, but like, you know, they're kind of like, well, my maybe I can use maybe I can run a a, a 45 C tire instead of a 28, you know, maybe it's faster. Yeah. And they're they're still figuring all that out. There isn't and and dude, yeah. the last like five years, the the equipment choices and that are offered have just it's exploded. Yeah. It is hard yeah. to keep up with what's, um, I'm sure what's you're going to crush it. And you yeah. know, you, you, you bet. I've been seeing, you've been riding e-bike lately and I have, what's your thought on, I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, it's like you sold your soul to the devil or something riding the e-bike. <laughs> so <laughs> is this where world what? tour pros go when they retire? To yeah. yeah you got to keep what's that happening? speed up. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, when I first kind of, when the whole e-bike movement first started, I was very much like of the mindset, like, hey, if you're not strong enough to, you know, pedal yeah. a bike up a hill, then maybe don't ride a bike. But, yeah. you know, I've, like, my perspective is completely shifted. And, like, I, you know, first I, um, my wife got an e-bike and I was like, this is awesome. And surprisingly, she is less, she, she likes it, but she's, like, still kind of in that mindset, like, oh, if I want a bike ride, I want to, yeah. you know, push myself. And I'm like, like Gretchen now we can all of a sudden ride together like you can yeah, drop yeah. it like you could love that yeah. um, you know but I've like seen kind of what what it's able to allow so many people to do you know and it's not just you know people who maybe wouldn't be able for example you know Peach and Falfondo we talked about it um, I could have used that it's Ooh, exactly and like it's, you know just to be able to enjoy it like you know it's 50 miles with 5,500 feet of climbing like that's it's one of like the longest 50 of, miles I've ever done. I will, yeah. I will say that. Yeah. So if you can ride an e-bike and enjoy it, um, you know, you might have more fun and like, you know, you don't have to be, I guess it comes down a lot to like, you know, kind of just your moral values. Like you don't have to crush everyone or, you know, steal people's KLMs. Yeah. Um, Matt would crush everyone. Having man. fun. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Full well, power the whole we time. We love it because down where we're at, um, you know, most e-bikes, they, I just think of the top end of being like 28 miles an hour and that just doesn't cut it down here. And I love that. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, bring your e-bike. It's fine. You know, like yeah. you're not going 34, you know, you're, you just can't even hold, hold a candle, but no, I, I, I think it's an interesting thing. I I've actually, um, I've considered getting one, uh, you know, the new, uh, specialized Creos, I think they're called right. The road yeah. kind of version, honestly and they're expensive so i wouldn't just do it on a whim but i i think it would be so much fun to go experience the same terrain that you yeah. normally ride with that technology and be and just see how it feels you know yeah um, well I mean, I mean you know we've spoken about how hilly it is here like there's so many times you know for example last night you know gretchen came home from work and it was you know sun setting soon she's like hey i want to do some exercise like okay she could go for a run you know we could set up the kicker in the basement she could do a ride yeah I'm like, Hey, let's go for a bike. Ride. Like, let's go for an e-ride. Um, you know, cause we both have an e-bike and it's something that like, we wouldn't necessarily at that point in time, you know, get dressed and go for yeah, you know, yeah. an actual yeah. ride. Cause it's just too hilly. And like, you're not going to go very far, Yeah. but all of a sudden it's like, we just did an awesome, <laughs> you know, eight mile ride and it was fun. We didn't have to like, we just wore, you know, casual clothes and yeah. Yeah. you know, it was like, we ripped around, we still got exercise, but it wasn't like, you didn't, it wasn't a process. Like, you know, put your tennis shoes on, you know, turn the yeah. battery on and let's, let's go have a great time because, you know, like I said, it's so hilly here that like almost the level of entry just to get ready for a ride is like kind of daunting. All yeah, of a sudden it's like, it is. It's yeah, we can go, we can go ride together and it makes it, I don't know. There's just so many little, there's, I guess for me that the e-bike the e like allows me to ride and lets me ride in times when I otherwise don't want to yeah. 
gear up for a ride. Just like yeah, for sure. instant, like, Hey, let's just go. Like, you know, I wouldn't just jump on my, you know, my diverge and go do a, you know, 10 mile ride. I'm like, what's the point? Like, yeah. you know, the e-bike, I like, heck yeah, I have, you know, t- extra 10 minutes at lunch. Let's go do a little loop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're actually in the process of trying to put together a little downhill course on our, on our hill. Oh yeah. Just because it'd be so much fun just to like, you know, like I said, a lunch break and just go rip yeah. a couple of loops, a couple of little jumps and then yeah. come back inside. And yeah. yeah, you can just do it and do it in your jeans and sweatshirt. That's awesome. I, you know, it seems like e-bikes are going to be more and more obviously prevalent and, and common. Um, I mean, I need another bike in my stable. I, my, I, I don't have enough, you know, I, I'm just... <laughs> I've had to move them here to the shop because I don't have room in my garage anymore for the bikes that we have between all the kids yeah. and the family and everything, but I could use an e-bike, you know, I'm good with it. They, good are, with they are pretty fun. I, I've demoed sweet. a few and they're, I was a hater. I was like, no, you don't need an e-bike. And then after riding them, I was like, that would be fun to have. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a purist element to it. Like where you're worried about people being competitive with an e-bike that are like, you know, uh, subver- subversively using it but you know and i'm sure that'll happen it um, already happens right yeah here. yeah but it but it's it's also like it would only work if you've never ridden with somebody before you know and you didn't know them. yeah um but if i showed up to your place on a secret e-bike and was dropping you you would know i had an e-bike <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I'd only get one good hill in and then probably it would be like, Hey, uh, let's Let me see the bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless we all have e-bikes on maybe next year on, on Sunday after the peach and fall fondo, we're going to do a, an I'm down with this. there's an idea. Yeah. Magically yeah. average 28 miles an hour on, <laughs> yeah. on the course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep yeah. it under an hour. So we don't run out of battery power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's, that should be the race to see who can go the farthest with the battery before it dies, you know, oh, you have to, yeah. You have to be efficient. Oh, I know some battery management with them. I work yeah. part time for them. So, oh, well, there you go. There you so, go. Yeah. I built yeah, I'm, a sure, few of them. I'm sure there's some hack in there you could probably yeah. know, boost something or <laughs> do right. something to kind of to rig it up. But yeah, yeah so no, specialize if you're listening. Uh, send it to Ridge Supply. I'm a, I'm a large, <laughs> extra large, something, something in there. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, he needs to. Uh, we need it for next year's Fondo for the, yeah, the yeah, e, yeah. e ride on Sunday. We'll go do a little uh, an e race because I mean it's it's just yeah it's just like the great equalizer. You know, all of a sudden you can ride with people you otherwise wouldn't be able to ride with. You know, you go on roads maybe you otherwise wouldn't ride. Yeah, um, you know, we went up a little climb yesterday that I've thought about putting in in the Fondo. I'm like, this is kind of nasty for a gravel bike, but with an e bike, sure enough, you <laughs> cruise right up to the top without yeah. thinking about it. Do, do they make a? Does anybody? I mean, I'm sure they make an e fat bike. Um, because that, that would be a game changer for the winter too, right? Like, I guess it's really cold. Oh, yeah. The battery wouldn't work so well. Well, I actually, I rode, I was riding fat biking with Ted King last winter and we came across, we were up in Stowe, Vermont, and we came across a field and the guy was doing a, a demo. It's called, is it fat ski? So he's like replaced the front, taking the front wheel off and put yeah. a ski on there. Yeah. Um, which is like perfect if you're like riding out yeah. in the field or groomed trails. But he had, so we like jumped on these bikes that he had and just kind of, you know, messed around. But he had one bike that was had pedal assist. I think had like five. It was I mean the thing was like a motorcycle. It was yeah. like, had I think four hundred watts pedal assist. But then it also had a four hundred watt direct drive. Maybe not direct drive, but like you know you just push a button and it just goes. You yeah. Have to so pedal. you were packing eight hundred no matter what. Oh, like you're just like you're on this flat thing on the snow doing like twenty miles an hour and like you know a big six inch tire. I'm like this is insane. It was so cool, but I'm like, all right, like how much would you actually use that? And like 
for that price, I'd probably rather have a snowmobile, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, cause that's the beauty of fat biking is like, you don't want to go that fast cause it's too cold. You know, the yeah. great thing about fat biking is you're riding at five miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> in your, in your bar mitts with your, yeah, with exactly. your full, full mittens underneath of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and you're still, yeah, there's like a limit two or three hours and then you're probably should come home cause it's just too cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, dude, thank you so much for being here with us and taking the time out. Um, if, if, if you don't follow um, Ian's podcast, he's got uh, Breakfast with Boz presented by Wahoo. You can find that on all the podcast um, formats. Do you guys do a uh, video at all? Like YouTube? Or, no, we, no, we've talked about it, but um, my Wi-Fi is probably the biggest limiter for us <laughs> in a YouTube type series. You need one of those giant satellite dishes or something like that from the 80s that somehow gets you internet now. But. I know. Yeah, um, I'm talking about sending rockets in space, but I can't get cell phone service <laughs> at my house. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we really appreciate it, dude. And, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, come come visit us in, in North Carolina if you need to get away this winter. I've, you've threatened that before, but um, I don't even know if that. you can stay with us or we'll just send you to the hotel. But we can at least ride bikes when you get here. Sounds uh, good. But uh, <laughs> thanks for being here, Ian. This is episode 39. Nine. We're not at um, 40 yet. Almost there. Mm, mm. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to have you back and we'll, we'll have to chronolo- or chronologically uh, document the destruction of the 2021 gravel season by Ian Boswell. Let's do it, it. When it does happen. Race updates. That's right. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jordan. All right, You're guys. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it.